welcome back to the Blackwash Podcast. I'm Destiny Johnson, one of your co-hosts, and I have a special guest co-hosting with me today, my bestie, Janae Jordan. What's up, girl? Hey. What do you have going on? I'm just putting on makeup, getting ready for work. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. Today, we are about to talk about something that is near and dear in a soft spot to our country. It has since been 20 years since September 11th, 2001. Janae, what were you doing? I think I was in school. Actually, I was in school and I remember being picked up from school and my mom was on the phone talking to a cousin or an aunt or something talking about it. And I just remember being like, what happened? I was so young. I don't remember what grade I was in. How do you not remember? I remember everything. Like I was in the fourth grade. Um, I was at Hebrew Academy. I went to school and it was so bizarre because half of the people weren't even at school. Mind you, for people that aren't on the West Coast, we, I grew up on the West Coast. We grew up on the West Coast. So this is early in the morning that this happened, which was nine o'clock. I believe the first tower was hit in New York, which would relate to it being 6 a.m. our time. Really? Yes. So everything had happened before we woke up. So I had went to school and it was so crazy because like no one was at my school. And like, like I was in the fourth grade. I remember that for sure. So I was, how old does that make you? That makes you nine or 10. Okay. Yeah. So I was like nine or 10. And my class and the class next door were like combined. I think it was like four or five of us total. What? The teachers were like, okay, call your parents to come pick you up. And I was just like, what is going on? I don't think I could grasp the situation yet. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went home with the boys, me, Peter and Larry. And then we went home and we we're watching the news and I feel like for how young I was, it was traumatizing. I had no idea what the word terrorist was, what hijacking was. Yeah. Thing. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. And I think <laughs> us as Americans, we're so spoiled. Like we, people have attacks like this on their countries all the time, but yeah. never been any kind of attack on our soil. Yeah. I think that... Um, for me to be that young, it didn't really affect me like that. Like how you're saying it affected you because I was so young. Like, like you said, I didn't know what any of those things meant. So I, I just kept it pushing, which is really sad. I mean, did you see that on the news? Like I saw it on the news and all of that, but I just, I think I had a lot of questions And when my parents explained it to me, I think they explained it to me in a way that wasn't like scary or frightening. So I was just like, la-di-da-di-da, go on with my day, you know? 
That sounds really, really bad, but. No, that is a good point. So I had questions too. And I remember my, I was like, mom, like, what does this mean? Like, what's going to happen? And she was like, our country's going to have to figure out who did this and go to war. And what we learned about war in school was scary. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it was so terrible. Like, it's not even funny, but it's so crazy. So just in case anyone's like living under a rock or at this point, it's been 20 years. So I think too, for younger people, they have like no idea, kind of like the serious seriousness of this event. Mm -hmm. So basically what happened is on September 11th, 2001, the date, the new numeric date is 911. Um, there were a series of attacks on our country that was coordinated by terrorists, which we later known um, the responsible party was Al Qaeda. Wait, can I stop you? Yes. Do you think the date 911 was planned? Absolutely. Right? Like that's not a coincidence. That's so not a coincidence. <laughs> like this was a master plan it's so crazy because when in law school I was actually obsessed with this attack like I would go on YouTube look at videos watch conspiracy theories yeah that's funny you said that because me and Armani were talking about that yesterday and he was just like he was like Janae if you know anything about architecture, you know that a plane hitting a building at the top is not going to cause it to collapse the way it did. He was like going on and on about it. And it made me want to like go watch videos and like documentaries on it because I'm like, and then, you know, you always hear people say this was an inside job. Like it was planned. The by fact our government. By our government. Exactly. And the fact that the, the guy who owned the towers got an insurance policy two months before this took place is absolutely, it makes you, it makes you think, it makes you wonder what really happened. It's so crazy. So there's so many conspiracies. I know it. Okay. So this is how like history repeats itself because the whole situation with our troops evacuating Afghanistan, which it's now been 20 years that we've been in war basically as a result of this incident. And now they have all these military weapons. Al-Qaeda has all of these. So I, it's so crazy. So George Bush, this was right after he got elected. So he'd been in office at this point, nine months because they take office in January. Mm -hmm. And his dad, Daddy Bush, um, he <laughs> he had the dispute with the Middle East over some oil during his presidency. And we know after his presidency, Bill Clinton took office and then that's when baby Bush took office. So uh, it's so crazy. Like there's so many conspiracies that they were waiting for Bush to take office. And you know how even him getting into office, there was so much going on. Like he stole the presidency because right. everyone was saying that Gore won. Uh -huh. So there, had, there was that huge recount. He took presidency, 
but there was already this feud and animosity with the Middle East at this point. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, this is what history, what they want us to think about history. And we were in their country years before, they stole weapons. So they basically came over into our country. Um, they were in Florida. I don't, now they're saying the orchestrator of this is um, this guy who is in Guantanamo Bay, um, close to um, Cuba. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is that um, the, the, the guys, it was what I think it was like 12 guys who went down to Florida on our land, were living there, learned how to fly planes from an American citizen, learn English, learn the lingo, lingo, learned, you know, it was so strategic and so planned out. And it happened very early in the morning because they knew that that was when the most people were going to be in the building because they're just starting their day going to work. And they hijacked three planes. The fourth one is a little questionable because there's a lot of conspiracies about that fourth plane. The fourth one is the one that landed in the field, right? Somewhere in Pennsylvania. And Uh I mean, everyone says, you know, the passengers tried to take back over the plane and this and that and this. That's exactly what Armani was saying yesterday. But what? What is he thinking? But they think that the military shot down the plane? Um, No. Well, he thinks that... Sorry. He thinks that the passengers on the plane did try to take back the plane. Once it was hijacked, once they realized what was going on, he, he believes that the passengers did try to save it. And because I was actually on Instagram and I was reading, did you see what I posted? I posted that voice message from one of the passengers on the plane that he left for his wife. And it was seriously the saddest thing. It was so sad. He was basically just like, hey, Jules, this is so-and-so. I'm on a plane right now that's been hijacked and it's not looking too good. And... I'll see you when you get here. If not, I want you to know how much I love you. And I was just like, oh my God, like, could you imagine? And so we were, that's what, that's what brought up the whole conversation. And Armani was just like, listen, if a plane is being hijacked by people who have box cutters, he was like, I'm whooping their ass. He's like, there's no way in hell I'm letting some people with knives, like, hijack a plane he was like there was how many on each plane like three or four he was like with a plane full of people they totally could have stopped that and I'm just like yeah but we don't know like how it went down we don't you know what I mean I like it too have you seen flight 93 no I haven't how I was obsessed with this stuff so flight 93 is about the flight that you're talking about where the passengers tried to take back over the plane which goes against that conspiracy that the government shot that plane down because there were active players on that plane who were communicating with people on the land, telling them what was going on. So I absolutely 100% believe that that plane was supposed to be another plane that was going to the Capitol. 
So uh-huh. is that Pennsylvania at this point? Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, there's so many. Oh my God, there's so much. And that plane took off. It took off some, all these planes took off on the East Coast. So uh-huh. These men were so smart and they studied and planned this attacks for years. So, and it was significant about this date as well. And they chose planes that were, you know, leaving out of, um, what's that plane? What's the airport in um, New York? There's JFK and then there's LaGuardia. And then there's, what's the one that's by Jersey? Whatever. They chose planes that were leaving there because they were going cross country. Like these planes were supposed to land in like California, like Mm -hmm. going long distances. So they knew that the planes had a lot of fuel in them. So they were saying, they picked the planes that were going the longest distance, but that were close to their target point. So Uh the planes that were supposed to land in California went and did a U-turn and hit the buildings in New York City. So the, the plane that was leaving Pennsylvania, you know, it's really close to that DMV area. So they predict that that plane was also supposed to go to the Capitol because, you know, um, no, none, none of the planes hit the White House. Um, it hit the, the other building. What, what's the other building close to the White House? Uh, um, is it the, it's the Capitol building. I cannot even think right now. I know what building you're talking about. It's with the, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one where like all the business and everything goes. Right. But, okay, but it's so crazy that in flight 93, you know, that's all they had was box cutters. But at the time when they, the passengers, I think realized what were going on, you had to, you have to remember that everything was so lax. Like the, 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 the captain would be in the cockpit. The door was open. The flight attendants were going about their way. We didn't have TSA. There wasn't a lot of security. So it was so easy for them to go in. There was two of them that went into the cockpit where the, the pilots were, uh-huh. killed the pilots and took over the plane. And I don't think the rest of the people understood until they got on the speaker and said, we have to go around. And there's these guys with these accents. And then the other people that were supposed to keep the passengers calm and be like, oh, we're all fine. We're just going back. We're doing this, that, and this. And then that's when they're like, oh, wait, something's going on. Because also family members are talking to family members that are on the ground. And they're saying, two planes just hit the Twin Towers. Another plane hit the Capitol. And then it's getting people thinking like, oh my goodness, there's these foreign guys on here. And now they're fucking telling me something, something is going on. And then that's when they're like, okay, now we need to take over the plane. Yeah. So oh I think the people earlier, they had no idea like, oh, we need to fight. Well, yeah, that's what I was explaining to him. You can't, we don't know exactly how it happened. You can't just be like, oh, I'd whoop their ass. They only had box cutters. I'd whoop their ass. We don't know how it took place. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, And then they're like blending in. They're probably like, they don't know that they're attacking our country because no shit like this has ever happened. Right, yeah, yeah. And like you said, they've been living over here. So they're blending in pretty well at this point. Exactly. Because we're like a freaking huge melting pot. How you can't judge someone like, oh, he's Middle Eastern, this, that, and this. Wow. But 
Oh my goodness. So crazy. That is when a lot of the, the racist, um, <laughs> you know, the that's racist- what I was going to get into. A lot of people started judging yeah being like oh he's a terrorist this and that and this it was really hard for Muslims at the time because everyone was judging them like we needed someone to hate like this was huge almost 3,000 people were killed yeah it's so crazy and I think too like politically this did you watch the video where they told George Bush like what was going on. No, oh my goodness. It's so chilling. Okay, he's like doing his tour, being the president, visiting a school in Florida. He's visiting a school in Florida mm-hmm. and some secret service agent while he's like reading a book to kids, like whispers in his ear. Mm-hmm. And then you see his face. It's just like cold. I was just going to say cold. Yes. It's so crazy because I feel that his approval rating wasn't that high, but you could see the sincerity and shock in him that this absolutely could not be a conspiracy or something planned by the government because how shocked he was. Right. And at first, you know, everyone as the country thought that it was an accident. Like, oh, a plane hit a building because this isn't the first time a plane hit a building in New York City. I don't even think this is the first time a plane hit the World Trade Center in New York City. Like, it's happened before. No. Yes. Even the Empire State Building. Like, a plane's hit it before. What? But, like... like, Before September 11th. But hit it as in, like, oh, just clip the side of it. Yeah, like it was an accident. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, ran into the entire building. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. So... The Secret Service goes whispering in his ear like, oh, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first he's like, okay, keep me posted. But his face, he's like trying to go on with the kids reading the books. Mm -hmm. And then I believe it was like 10 or 11 minutes later when the second plane hit the next building. Uh So someone goes back and whispers again, another plane hit the World Trade Center. And he literally, like his, it's, I have chills thinking about how his face was. Like it's on camera because they were recording what was going on with the kids in his visit. And he's just like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And then I think after that, they were trying to speed things up because now, you know, it's well known. Like this is not something like two accidents within 10 minutes. Absolutely. So they're trying to get him out of the building. And then I believe 30 minutes later or so, that's when the the plane hit the Capitol. And, you know, at this point, our country is clearly under attack. And what you have to do is keep the vice president and the president separate because like, who are they trying to kill? Because we need someone to lead the country. So at this point, they're like the, I don't even know what the air people are called, but they're trying to get all the planes to land, like wherever you are, the planes have to come down. Well, every so, single plane? Yes, all the planes have to come out. So they're just landing wherever they could. You remember people couldn't even fly for weeks. So all the planes were coming down and they're monitoring all the planes, the ones that are not listening to see like what what's going on. The president was flown 
he gets into the Air Force One and they're taking him somewhere mid-country, I think like Idaho or something. Oh, and there was, a, there was a plane close to the Air Force One and they're like, should we shoot this plane down? They don't know if this is an emergency landing or what, because they're like, are they trying to kill the president? And then the vice president, Dick Cheney, there's like this, um, there's like a safe bunker underneath the White House where he was because you have to make sure that they're like away from each other just in case one of them gets killed. Uh So I know too many details about this. It's so crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, so I'm like, what? That happened? Yes. It was so wild. And I forget where they took Bush, but anyway, they took him over, I want to say it was Colorado. I think it was Colorado. And he was there for a few hours. And then that's where he addressed the country. And he was just like, our country has been under attack. Whoever is responsible for this is going to pay. Because everyone's so lost. Like, we need to hear from our president at this point. And he says that, he addressed the country. And I feel like that was the most, that was the most memorable moment of his presidency because everyone just felt like, yes, he's going to protect us. This is safe. Like, I feel safe now. Yeah, for sure. But I remember exactly where I was, even though I was young. Um, It was just a crazy day. I know people were like looking for their family members for days. There was so much rubble, debris in New York City. That's what I remember most is the aftermath. Not so much the events that took place, but the aftermath and just like constantly being reminded of like the loss because, you know, obviously it had a tremendous effect on on everyone. So I think more so than the events that took place, it's what took place afterwards is what I remember. Yes, and everybody being super prideful. There were American flags hanging from everyone's car. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was saying, never forget. There's no way we could forget this. It's wild. Yeah. It was just so crazy. But it's ridiculous that it's already been 20 years. I remember the day like it was yesterday. Um really really unfortunate events so scary and I'm honestly I feel like I could teach this in history now though yeah that's so crazy like do you think no I'm not even gonna say that I take it back we're just gonna pretend I didn't say that no tell me what I was just gonna say like do you think after it happened they felt what is the word vindicated like validated no vindicated like okay we accomplished what we wanted absolutely this was a death wish they went on those planes knowing they were going to die you are some type of psychopath and I don't know if it's like what they're in steel it is what they're in steel but they thought they were doing the right thing Uh, no for sure it's what they're taught they think they're doing it for whatever god that they believe in they think that that's how they get into heaven that's literally their belief yes and going and bombing schools like what they do in the middle east they they go on buses bomb them they have them strapped to them 
Like you are some psycho motherfucker to get on a plane and drive a plane into a building and knowing that you're about to burn the fuck up after that fuel like catches on fire. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so wild to even think about. And my heart breaks for all of the families that have to think about that every single day. Like, wow, my husband, Jim, or my wife, Sally was on that plane. And I'm sure that's where their minds go. Like they wonder what happened or how did they, was it an instant death? Was it a slow death? I'm sure it was. That is, that's the part because I think about those people on the plane, like how terrified could you have been? For the people in the building, especially the first building, if you were on one of those higher floors where the plane hit, you had no idea and you probably died fast. But those people like running, trying to get out of the building, knowing what was going on, it's traumatizing. Like you do not have a peaceful death. No, 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 no. Especially like the lower floors for sure. Because like you said, once that plane hit the top of the building, I'm sure that fucked up all the electrical, all of the elevators weren't working. None of that was working. Oh my God. You just made me think of something. (laughs) Okay. So there's footage for people in the building. I was it, which there's a movie, a World Trade Center movie about people that were in the building trying to get out. So there was a security alarm that notified people that in the building, like, stay at your desk, don't move after the first plane hit. We're trying to get this under control. We don't need people like rushing down, just stay where you are. So people were staying in the building. Wow. From the direction of the security monitor what is that is that an automatic thing or was that a- I, it, I think it was an automatic thing it was like a loud intercom that was going on and it was like stay in your seats stay in your seats see right. that right there probably pe- more people probably could have gotten out if you didn't have that saying stay where you are because think about it no stay, yeah stay where you are what no and think about the people that were in there I mean like this is an office building so there's probably law firms, accounting firms. There were daycares in there. Um, so many different types of businesses. God, this conversation is just stressing me out right it's now. so stressful. I, go to work. I can't go to work thinking about this. I literally just can't, <laughs> but. It's wild, but I mean, this is part of our history and I just say this and I wanted to have this conversation because it's like, how would you forget like absolutely not yeah nobody's forgetting this day anybody that was our age and up like older is isn't forgetting but honestly I just pray to God that nothing like that ever happens again because Mm -hmm. that part because after it and how they buffed up security with the planes and all of that I don't think anything anything could happen with planes again like a a scenario similar to that just because of after that you know you know what I'm saying (laughs) I know what you're saying but it's just like at this point and the state of like the world you're not safe anywhere there's mass shootings at the movies at the malls and churches 
You would think it's so crazy too, because I, I remember after the shooting in, where was it? Ida, is it Idaho? Colorado. The shooting in Colorado that took place at a movie theater. After that, you would think that every single movie theater would have security. They don't. You would think that some type of security measurements would take place. There's not. And I'm just like, but why? Like, how come? (laughs) Absolutely. It's wild. The shooting here in Vegas with a concert, like things were heightened for a little bit. Like security measures were heightened for a little bit, but it's lax again. And that scares me. And with me working on the strip, like I think about that often. Like, girl, remember when I was working at Click and like there was that incident I told you about? Everyone came running into Click, like not knowing what was going on. If there was a fight, like in that moment, my brain instantly went to the mass shooting that happened. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't die like this. I cannot die at my new job. Like, what? And so, but that's what I'm saying. You would think that security measures would be taken. Like it's it's not a game, it's like a serious issue. There's only so much you can do. Like people are getting so creative, like with these attacks, like how do you monitor all of this stuff? It's just wild. But I'm so happy we had this conversation. It was good. This, I have had, we have had this podcast for so long and this is your first debut. That's crazy. I know. And I was just going to tell you, like, I was thinking, like, I need to tell her that I love this and I'm going to be on, I'm, um, Larry, I'm replacing you. I hope you're listening. You don't have a job anymore, okay? I'm the new co-host of the Blackwash podcast. So yeah, there it is. Hopefully he'll be back with us soon and we'll do like a trio thing. But thanks so much for joining. Love you so much. And for all of our listeners, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and we will be with you all next week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.